0: So I want to spend a few minutes today and do a deeper dive on Parach of Gimel, Pasuk Aleph, where we learned the words Unom Hukamol. The learning tonight should be Azchus Elinishmas, Rebechilmecham ben Asheren, Yicheskel Shraga ben Avram Yehuda, as well as Azchus Vefur Shlema well for Moshe ben Miriam, Yosef ben Achim Ben Chava, Chaymelazor ben Rochaleya, and Chayim Moshe Yeshua ben Malka. So David Melech says in the beginning of, or the Navi says in the beginning of Perich of Gimel, Pasuk Aleph, These are the final words or the later words of David. The Um David Ben Yishai, the words of David, the son of Yishai, and Um A-gever, who come all. The words of the man who who came all. Rashi says who came that God raised him up from being a lowly shepherd to being on top of Klai Yisrael as the Melech. Just to finish the pasuk, Mashiach Elkei Yaakov. The uh, Anointed One of the God of Yaakov and Imzimir Yisrael, in the words of the one who composed songs for Klal Yisrael. So there are two pshatim that are brought by Chazal and what Hukam Ol means, um, and um, both of them um, tell us a little bit about the legacy, the legacy of David HaMelech, and how it even applies to us nowadays. The first is the Gemara in Avodah This is the Ahmed Amid where the Gemara tells us that there were two times when people sinned. And were in and, and avera that really they never should have stumbled, and they were capable of overcoming. The Gemara says that when Klal Yisrael sinned by the egel, they were not roy to do that ma'isa, and similarly when David sinned by the ma'isa of Asheva, he also was not roy for that ma'isa. We talked about this once before. So Elamai, why did they sin? And the Gemara there brings a raya that David says until him libi cholabakirbi that he had conquered his Yetzirah. and if so, how could he have stumbled? So the Gemara says that Hashem caused both of these to happen so that they would serve as examples for future generations, whether you're a Tzibar or you're a Yachid, an individual, that you can look back at these role models and you can say, well, if they could do tshuva, then I also could do tshuva. And that was the only reason why the Kalei Yisrael stumbled by the and why David stumbled by Bathsheba. That David should be a role model to future individuals who think that they're not capable of doing chuva, The avera was too was, ter- was too terrible. They look at David. If David could do tshuva, you could as well. And that is hinted at in the pasuk because the pasuk here says umagever hukam ol. The gemara darshins hukam ol hukam established all. All is like from a lushin of tayales, like a benefit or some constructive act. What did David establish? Chuva. David showed that an individual is capable of doing chuva, That's hukam ol, and. Um, the way the Yetzirah works is that when a person does an Aveira, especially when he does it multiple times and it becomes addicted and entrenched in the Aveira, there's feelings of hopelessness, there's feelings of doubt that creep into a person's mind. How could I continue to do? Avodah Hashem. I'm the same body, I'm the same goof that sins against the Kaddush Baruch Hu. And so you end up giving up whatever kedusha you do participate in. And that's really from the Sahara. So the Bar Moshah says that what David showed Klai Yisrael is that Chuva is not only capable, but Dovint showed us how do you do chuva. You do chuva by coming to akara of who Hashem is, and you come to that ha'kara by singing Shiras for Sishbachos, right? By engaging in tahilim. And in that way a person comes to Akara of Baruch Hu, And when a person has that recognition of who Baruch Hu is, so then you can then engage in Vidoy and Kharat and you're capable then of doing a chuva and Yona says in Shari Chuva that this is the ideal a uh, um kavana, that a person should have when he does chuva how could a person sin against a kadhish baruchu have a Hu is so great you could have this kavanah when you say Tachanun and you say right after you say Tavnu titanu you say Mishpatecha shavalanu that you sinned and it was it didn't help you it was no purpose. The right that if Hashem is so great and Hashem is tzadik over everything that happens, how could we have sinned against the Baruch Hu? And that is the idea Ideal kavana, and we see that from David Melech. Mishpitzai Zav adds that is additional level of preparation that you see from David Melech, How does a person come to that akharah? We're talking now about reaching a level of recognizing that. How could I have sinned against the Kaddish Baruch Hu? The Zay Zav says, just think about it for a minute. You see from David HaMelech that Hashem's is, Yad is always open to a to 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 a tshuva, and. All a yid has to do is be machnia, humble himself in front of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and Hakadosh Baruch Hu happily accepts him as a as a as a, and accepts his tshuva. So, a person should just think about that. Think about that. Even though you sinned, and even though you might be engaged in drek. But nevertheless, you know that HaKadosh Baruch is eagerly awaiting your chuva and is willing and happily willing to accept you back. Just have that thought in your mind should bring about in a person a, whole, a feeling of hope, a feeling of um, that he, he can he can get, he can can get find his way back and he's capable of doing tshuva. And that will then lead a person to akara of who HaKadosh Baruch Hu is and that HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves him even though you think that you're such a lowly person, but nevertheless why is God busy with me? But that's not but, but, but Alpha Pikain, God wants your tshuva. So you're not such a low life, and you're not such a helpless case. And then how do you take the first step? Zok Davra Melech, go and say, have kavano, how great Akkadush Baruch Hu is and all the chesed that he does and the Rachmanus that he shows to Klai Yisrael and that will give a person a proper recognition of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, And in that way, following Davra Melech's uh, example, person will come to do a tshuva shlema. The Vilna Gaon adds that why is David called Hukam ol? Why is David the one who established all the either all the yoke of chuva or all from tayeles the the construct the constructive aspect of chuva the benefit of chuva but why is that attributed to David? There were other people before David that did chuva. So the gross says that David's chuva was different than anyone before him. Look at Adam Arishon Adam Arishon sinned by the eight sadas as a result death came to the world child labor came to the world so even though Adam did tshuva, but the effects of his avero was not completely undone. There's still Misa in the world. Women still have uh, pains by childbirth. Similarly, when Klai Yisrael sinned by the Egel, the luchos were broken. So even though Klai Yisrael may have done tshuva, but the first luchos were never restored. Klai Yisrael got a second set of luchos, but the entire impact, the ramifications of their averro was not completely undone. David was the first one who completely restored all aspects of what was before the avera. That David, after his tshuva, there was no longer any imprint, any effect of the avera. His Malchus was not taken from him like it was from Shaul. Not only was it not taken from him, but it was it was established, the oil and void, that in the times of mashiach that David's seed once again is going to sprout forth and David, the Malchus, never left David. So therefore, says to Vilna and that's why David is the epitome of one who, who does proper tshuva why is he the ideal role model because his tshuva was a tshuva to the point where the all effects of the avera were completely undone so that is one aspect of hukamol which certainly is a legacy from david hamelech that applies to us nowadays the second is actually a halacha. it's brought in shulchanarach this is archaim simen mem vav sif gimel where the machaber writes that a person is to make a hundred brachas every day and it's based on a gemara Gemara in Munachis, the Gemara says that Reb Neir said, "Chayav Adam levarich mei A person is mechuyev to make a hundred brachas every day, based on the pasuk. The pasuk says, ma shel What does Hashem ask of you? The word ma mem he, could be read meyal a hundred, which is a reference to the hundred brachas. Now it's not a deraisa halacha; it's only a derabanan. But this pasuk is brought as an asmachta. The medrash tells us. Although we have this asmachta by a brought by Reb Meir, the Gemara tells us that the source. Uh, sorry, the Medrash tells us what is the real source for this Meir brachas. It was actually a takana that was established by David Melech, because what happened is David Melech living in Yerushalayim, uh, every day a magefa a magefa started, and every day a hundred people exactly a hundred people died during this magefa in Yerushalayim. So David Melech investigated what was the source of the. Uh, of the mageifah, in other words, what was Klai Yisrael doing wrong? And through Racha Kodesh, he determined that Klai Yisrael was not properly praising HaKadosh Baruch So David was misaking that every day a person should say a hundred brachas, and once David was misaking that the magefa stopped. And so the mechaber brings this down that this was Allah David was misakin, and it continues nowadays. It's hinted at in our pasuk, "Hukam all, established all, all ayin lamed seventy plus thirty equals 100, which is a reference to the hundred brachas that David was misakin. So David was hukam all; he established all the uh, takana to make hundred brachas in order to avoid magefa. The Mishnah Brura talks about how does a person get to hundred brachas, How does he accomplish this? So during the weekday, it's pretty easy because you have long shemun esreis, each with nineteen brachas, with berches shachar and that is the reason for ha- saying berches shachar Why do we say shalayisani goy, shalayisani avich, shalayisani isha, or sani kitzayyeh? All the brachas, Why do why we have all these brachos berches shachar Was to get to help a person get to hundred brachas. So the Mishnah Brura talks about during the week, if you add in a benching, it's it's pretty easy to get to. Hundred, uh, you have a little issue on Shabbos because even though you have Musav, but Shmon Esrei is shorter. So he talks about uh, you have m- multiple benchings on on Shabbos day, and the the real issue is usually Yom Kippur because or or a fast day in general because you're not eating, and uh, certainly Yom Kippur you don't have the long Shmoneh of the weekday. So he talks about how to get it. So you make Berchus b'samim, some other berachas nenin, but essentially. Um, and that you can look at the Mishnaburah to, to see how you get to 100. But the idea is, again, for a person to make 100 brachas every day. That was David's takana. In the Sefer of Masaka R, which I've quoted from many times, he brings down from Rav David Pinkis a beautiful idea. Why David picked 100 brachas? There's many ways to get close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu or to praise HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Why didn't he add on to Pesuk Dezimra? Why did he pick specifically 100 brachas? That's the way to... Uh, properly connect with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So, he answers that with a little bit, I guess, of, of a mashal or a little bit of a elaboration that when you have family members, so family, when you're interacting with family and you have disagreements, so when you have a disagreement with a stranger, So, of course, there's a disagreement, there's an argument, but it never gets as heated. It never gets as emotional as it does with family. When you're dealing with family, those are some of the most heated arguments, the most emotionally charged arguments that a person happens. And just look around. Divorces are some of the messiest um, breakups that have to be mediated. If you have Yarshim, if you have um, so um, the uh, descendants who are dividing up a Yerusha, siblings dividing up a Yerusha, are some of the harshest fights that you see. And similarly, if you have partnerships with family, that's why people tend to say, "Don't go into business with family." Why? Because that creates some of the most most emotionally charged disagreement, specifically with family. And there was a story with Rabbi Akiva Eger that there was a well-known chasana. This was like a blowout chasana that was going to take place. And people came from far and near and they sent out invitations and no no one wanted to miss this chuppah. This was going to be the blowout uh, wedding of the year. When it came time to the chuppah, so right before the chuppah, two of eidim got up and they said that, you know, this um, this um, Chasson comes from a family that's not Miyochis. He's not actually allowed to marry into Teklai Yisrael. He's from one of the families that is not eligible to marry Abbas Yisrael. So they stopped the chuppah because there was Edim now that this guy was not Roy. So they said to the Chassam Seifer and they asked the Chassam Seifer, what do we do? Uh, do, we, do, we, do we accept the Adim? Um, the do we not accept the Adim? You know, the wedding's on hold, but uh, at the end of the day, uh, do we, what do we do about this, 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 um, this question? Chassam Seifer was well known. He was Rebbe Kiva Eger's son-in-law. Chassam Seifer's second wife was Rebbe Kiva Eger's daughter. So they asked the Chassam Seifer. The Chassam Seifer said, I want you to go and check into the lineage of these Edom themselves and find out if they are somehow related to the Chassan. And they checked and they found out that they were related. For that reason, the Edos was puzzled. They threw out the Edos and the wedding was allowed to go forward. So Eger himself was nispol. Wow, look at my son-in-law. He mamishes ruach ha if he's able to determine that these Edom should be thrown out. So they asked the Chassam Seifer, how did you know to think that the Edom might be related to the Chassan? So he answered it simple. This Chassanah, was well known and was being discussed for months and months. These Edom had every opportunity to come forward months ago before everyone gathered for the chuppah, before everyone made travel plans and exerted themselves and all the money was spent and the caterers were hired. They had months and months to come forward, but they didn't. They waited exactly for the chuppah because they wanted to make a rash. They wanted to embarrass the guy. They wanted to harm the guy. They wanted to inconvenience everyone. Everyone should be angry at the chasson. Why did they wait to the moment of the chuppah? It has to be, it's rishos. And says the chasson, for such rishus, only happens from relatives because you need a certain level of emotion and a certain level of 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 um, connection with the person to be able to act with such is to do that. And so it says It just it was it was mistama to me. It just logical to me that obviously they had to be related. There was no ruach hakodesh on my part. So the Masaka Arb says, so you see from there that when you're close to somebody, the closer you are, the harsher the fighting is. And obviously, the closest people are a husband and wife who live together, who spend their lives together. When they are arguing with each other, it's some of the harshest fighting that you'll see. So he says, what is the relationship between Kalay Yisrael and HaKadosh Baruch Hu? The relationship is a relationship of husband and wife. And that's why when we get punished by HaKadosh Baruch Hu with some of the harshest punishments. We went through Tachvatat, We went through the Shaya. These are, how could we, who are quote-unquote the spouse of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, go through such terrible Tzarus, Tzarus that are in- incomparable to, to some that the Goyim go through. Goyim don't go through things like the Shaya. So he says, because that's when there's a relationship between a husband and wife, it's very harsh. So David understood that What's the start of an argument? How does an argument start? So if you look at a husband and a wife, when there's a disagreement, you know how it starts? They don't they, they ignore each other. There's passive aggressiveness. You don't deal with it. You just you don't say good morning. You don't say thank you. It starts with little things and eventually it builds up until somebody pops and somebody says the wrong thing, and then it becomes a whole disagreement. But it starts with a simple not saying thank you. So so he says, What does, was David misakiing? David was Misakin. I'm gonna cut off the missing thank yous and the missing good mornings right at the start. When a person wakes up in the morning, what's the first thing you're gonna say you're gonna make? 15 brachas, 20 brachas right away to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and HaShachar. Why? Because immediately you're coming out and saying, Good morning HaKadosh Baruch Thank you HaKadosh Baruch We're not going to let that quote unquote disagreement between spouses even get off the ground. A person later in the day wants to eat an apple, wants to eat lunch. You're making a bracha. you're saying thank you to HaKadosh Baruch So David understood that in order to combat a distance, uh, a disagreement between Kalei, HaKadosh Baruch that has to be open conversation. How do you get open conversation? Be Misake that everyday starts with good morning to and every day continues with thank you to Akadush Hu so that's why he says from again from Rabshimshin David Pinkus that's why specifically David picked a Brachas to never let the disagreements between Klai Yisrael and Baruch Hu get to a point where there is distance where we are ignoring each other where we're not talking to each other just to end off with a beautiful shot from the Chadushay Harim of Parashas he says if you look what was the base of the Mishkan what the crush him that made up the beams what were they Stuck into, they were stuck into Adonim. So there were a 100 Adonim in the floor. The Adonim basically were the foundations of the Mishkan. They held up the Mishkan and the Karashim were inserted into the Adonim. So he says, just like there were a hundred Adonim, so and that's the foundation of the Mishkan, so too the Klay Yisrael makes a hundred brachas, and that's the foundation of Klay Yisrael's Kedusha. What differentiates us from every other nation is the hundred brachas that we have. That is the foundation of Klay Yisrael. What do we accomplish with the bracha that we are testifying that Hashem elekenu, melech ha'olem, that God rules over the world. What's the Hebrew word for master? Adoin, master, right? We say Baruch Hashem. So the word Adonim even relates to what we say in bracha. We say Shem Adnus. We're testifying that Hashem is the master. So says the Chidush Arim. beautiful. The hundred brachas that we make every day is the spiritual, is the mishkan inside each and every yid. And that's why specifically we say bracha. we say Baruch Hato Hashem Adnus to show just like the Adonim and the Mishkan held up the Mishkan, so too the hundred brachas that we make hold up Klai Yisrael and Klai Yisrael's Kedusha.